Hello, my name is Valerie and welcome to the Good Soil Podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. This is the first episode of 2021. And we're talking about personal finances. Uh, A bit of a touchy subject for some of us. Um, Yeah, finances, money seem to be a private matter. We don't talk to each other about these things, how our budgets are going. Um, At least not in my circles. I think I have one friend who I really speak to about my uh, money. Otherwise... I just can feel like it's nobody's business. But this year I'm on a quest to not only do better in my finances, but to adopt a godly mindset when it comes to money. Um, And so, yeah, I've been thinking a lot lately about this idea of success. And I think we could all define that very differently. Or even if we think of different areas of our lives, career, relationships, etc., we would probably define success differently in those spaces. But for me, the first thing that pops to my mind when I think of success is the ability to be able to be generous towards people. And that when I talk about generosity, I just mean having available resources for people in need, being open handed about the, the things I have and the money I have. And I cannot be generous towards people if I'm not disciplined in other areas of my life. I am a spender. Um, I like to think like once I've taken care of my responsibilities, don't ask me what else I do with my money. Um, but I, you know, have been sitting and going through my budget lately and just looking at my spending habits and I'm like, oh my gosh, this money could go to better use. Um, and I also have some goals, uh, I have for this year, things I want to do, things I, uh, assets I want to acquire, and I'm not going to be able to do that the way I'm going. Uh, at this rate. So I thought it'd be great to speak about personal finances um, because a lot of us are starting out, uh, at least a lot of people that listen to this podcast and my friends, we're in our 20s and we've been working for a bit now. And a lot of, you know, starting out at new jobs and things like that is figuring out, you know, how do I manage the money that I have? Um, But just not I I guess the idea is not just doing what's right in your own eyes, but figuring out how God sees money and uh, what our attitude towards money should be. So I am not going to be sharing any insights, but I'm going to have Fungai, who's our guest on today's podcast, share her experiences with money, how her upbringing influenced that, and then just giving us some tips on how to, you know, better manage our money um, and be good stewards of what's been given to us. I know for myself personally, having left my job in a particularly difficult year like 2020, um, I've done a lot better since I left my job than when I was there. And so I'm grateful for that. And so I'm trying to think, man, how do I um, show gratitude to God um, for that? uh, And how do I live out a life of, yeah, just generosity? And so I want to start out by looking at my budget and seeing how I can grow and how I can do better. So, um, without further ado, Fungai, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Val. Thank you for having me. Not a problem at all. Thanks for jumping on. Uh, Yeah, so just to get us started, do you want to maybe just give us an introduction of who you are and what you do currently? Cool. So, my name is Fungai Blake. I am a 38-year-old. 38 year old female. Um, I've got two little boys. I'm married to Timothy. Uh, we've been married for about eight years. 
Um, currently, I am a consultant, so I work for um, a boutique consulting firm. We do a lot of different things, but one of my focuses is corporate finance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, and I've been a Christian for 20 years. Yeah, wow. 20 years this year. So it's been a, it's been a long yeah. time. Um, and I think that just about sums me yeah. up. How old mm-hmm. were you when you became a Christian? 20 years, 18? So I was, yeah, so I was 18. Wow. Yeah, I was 18. It was in the year that I turned 19. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so pretty similar to me as well. I was mm-hmm. 18 turning 19. Yeah. That's awesome. Welcome yeah. back. Um, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I know personal finance just tends to be, you know, something we don't really talk about amongst friends. And um, mm. it's obviously, you know, it can be a very t- touchy subject and very personal issue. Um, but I just want to know from you, you know, what's your earliest memory of money growing up? I think I grew up in a family where we weren't like rich, yes. we weren't wealthy, but we weren't poor yeah you know what I mean I feel like we kind of just had enough so as a result like money was not like really a factor Mm -hmm. you know I don't remember going without and I also don't remember having like a lot a lot so yeah so I think I just had one of those childhoods yes so that actually sounds pretty similar to my upbringing um in that we didn't Mm -hmm. have a lot but we you know we had what we needed um, but I also, mm. I went to private schools and so, and, and my schooling was sponsored. So I remember my peers and their families just having a lot of money and, you know, mm. they just had an excess. And I, I remember that kind of shaping a lot of just what I wanted in, in terms of my future and money and just saying, okay, well, no matter what, like this obviously seems to be the life. And so I want to pursue having a lot of money. But whenever I had money in my hands, it would disappear. Like it never lasted long. And I I think a lot of that was just trying to keep up with my peers um, and, you know, trying to have the things that they had. And so that's my earliest memory of money. And even when my parents started to give me pocket money, um, it just didn't last very long. And so Mm. I I wonder, what was your experience? Did your parents give you pocket money? Um, Was that a thing in your household? Mm. I've got my memory is not the best, but I must have got <laughs> yes. fucking money when I went to yes. boarding school. But I don't remember it being a thing. Yeah, and I think I also had a similar experience in that I went to a private school, so I went to school mm-hmm. with a lot of rich kids. Yes, um, you know, you know, and there was times where like there'll be school tours, and the tour wouldn't be like, oh, let's go. So I went to school in Zim. Mm-hmm. Um, so the school tour wouldn't be like, oh, let's go to Bulawayo. I went to school in Arare. It would be like, oh, you know, it's a France-Italy yes. um, <laughs> tour, you know. And like I said, we were sort of, you know, um, you know, average income, you know, I guess maybe maybe a little bit more than average, I suppose, because yeah. I could go to a private school. I'm not sure. Um, but my parents couldn't afford that tour. So I didn't, I didn't get to go. Yeah. But weirdly enough, it didn't really... Like, it's like I knew and accepted that, you know, they can't afford it and it's okay. Um, so I wasn't really affected hmm. by the fact that I had less. Gotcha. Another thing that I've been thinking about over, you know, the past couple of years is I obviously have my experiences that have informed the way I view money. Um, and I think I'm only realizing those things now. And for you, how did uh, you spoke about, you know, being a Christian for 20 years and being in um, consulting, right, for finance? How, mm-hmm. 
has your relationship with God influenced your view on money, if at all? Because it sounds like growing up, you weren't really conscious of it. But did having mm. a relationship with God influence how you see money, how you use money? Mm. Definitely. I, I think that's the biggest influence. I mean, I think, you know, obviously my upbringing and my childhood, um, it had an impact on how I see money. Because I guess to me, yeah, money is important, but mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's not like a big deal. Sure. And I mean, I think someone can say that's probably privilege. I think, um when money isn't a big deal, like if you don't have money, it is a big deal. Sure. That makes sense. Like if, if you don't have money to buy food, yeah. um, you don't have, you know, you just, yeah, it's a big deal. And I think I probably, and it's something that I probably need to re- uh, reflect on is that I think I take a lot of things that I have for granted. Mm. Um, but that aside, Christianity has been a really big influence in how I see money. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, being in sermons where people speak about, I think we had a series um, called the treasure principle Mm -hmm. and basically, um, you know, just understanding that the money that I get to have is actually God's money. It's not actually mine. And it's, you know, to sort of view tithing, not so much as an, Oh, how much, of my money can I give God? Yes. You know, it's more like how much of God's money can I keep? You sure. know? Um, and sort of having that thing of like the first thing that you need to take care of is, you know, money that goes to take care of um God's kingdom, you yeah. know. Um, and then then you need to save and then you live on the rest. So I think it's the it's tithe, um, save and then live on the rest. So that's definitely, you know, the way me and Tim sort of handle our finances mm-hmm. is that you know, that's number one is God. Number yes. two is saving. Um, because I think if you leave saving until the end of the month, you won't have anything to save. Right. And then number three is, you know, you then just live on the rest. So it's definitely, I mean, I could talk about it for hours, but it's had a big, big impact. Yes. Um, even just generosity and giving, you know, to, you know, knowing that, um, you know, the Bible speaks about commandos that, that are rich in this world to, to be generous, you know. Right. And I think learning that I am rich, I actually am. I mean, I think, um, you know, we've had sermons where it's explained how much you don't actually need to have a very high income to be classified as rich. Yeah. You know, I think we always think, ah, oh, no, the rich people are other people. You're, you're not rich. Someone else is rich, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think learning that it's, you don't need to actually have a lot of income to be rich and that I am rich. And so those scriptures in the Bible that says, command those that are rich, those scriptures are for me, you yes. know? Um, and sort of how, what impact can I, can I make with the money that God has allowed me or blessed me to have? Mm. So yeah, it's big, big, big impact. Sure. And what do you think keeps us from being generous? I spoke about that a bit at the beginning and you mentioned it now, mm. but what keeps us cl- um, close fisted towards giving when it comes to our money or stingy or greedy? What do you think it is that's going on that we hold onto it so tightly or we pursue it uh, the way we do? I think, I mean, I think it's a number of factors, but I think definitely one of them is just, a lack of faith that God will provide, mm. you know? Um, <clears throat> so I think money is sort of like a security blanket, yeah. um, you know, and I, I know that's, you know, for me, it does represent some sort of a security blanket for me in certain ways that I kind of need to unpack and deal with, um, you know, but that's definitely a journey. And so I feel like if money is like our security, 
and it's something that you feel like okay like i've got this amount in the bank you feel secure yeah and so now to give it to to give it away or to reduce that it's like you're giving away your security you know yes um and i know that god definitely wants us to have you know, um, to trust in him, that he is our source, that he'll take care of us, you know, that he's Jehovah Jireh, he'll provide for us. And it takes a big element of faith, I think, to be able to be like, you know what, God will take care of me and I can give and I can, you know, I know that it's fine. Like God, God's got my back. I'm not going to starve just because I've, I've been generous to A, B or C or I've, you know, contributed money to the church or whatever yes. so i think it's just yeah it's a lack of of faith that god will take care of us i think that's the main thing yes absolutely yeah and i would agree i think in the times where i've been particularly uh stingy with my money it's it's been because i feel like you know where my you know what about my needs it's very mm. selfish um and it's fear-based it's not trusting mm. that actually I've never gone without God has always provided mm. for me. And if it's uh, not taking the time as well to look back and, you know, reflect on the fact that God has always provided for me. So that's definitely true for me. And um, mm. yeah, I think even just in the way that I look at my personal finances, I, I can view it in, okay, as long as I take care of my you know, certain needs and I've given what I need to give or what I want to give, what I've decided to give in my heart, then nobody should ask me about how I'm spending my money. <laughs> um, but with time, I'm just realizing that, you know, it, I, in as much as I have worked for this money, it isn't mine. God has called me to be a mm. steward of the money that I have. And mm. I do tend to find myself and maybe even other people when it comes to even just giving we can have the mindset of, you know, what is the bare minimum that I have to give and kind of mm. live off the rest. Um, and so it can be a very 10% mentality or whatever it may be. Mm. But would you say that God does care about how we handle our finances and why? Yeah, so I think he definitely does. Because, I mean, I think of that scripture about, you know, um, where your treasure is there your heart is i don't know Mm. if i'm saying it correctly but Mm -hmm. there's definitely a huge link between um like what we treasure and where our hearts are at so i think it's definitely like a spiritual barometer i mean i've had times where i've been like oh my goodness like i think about and that's probably when i'm not connected to god and i'm not like I'm very into what's going on in the world and I'm not thinking from an eternal and godly perspective, but I've mm. had moments where I'm like, oh, the money that we give to church every month, like what I could yes. do with it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I really feel like God cares what we do with the money that he gives us because yes. it really is an indication of where we're at. You know, yes. like that whole thing about you can't serve God and money. Either you're going to hate the one, you know, you know, you can't, you can't serve both. So I think it's, 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 it's literally critical. And I mean, Jesus speaks about money and I think people don't know that they don't know how much Jesus speaks about money in the new Testament. I think that's one of the, I don't know if it's the, like the number one topic that he talks about, but it's definitely in the top three. Um, So it's really important. And I mean, money, like it's in every area of our lives. And um, yeah. So I really think it's critical. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that 100%. It is definitely an indicator when that time comes where I'm like, cool, salaries come in. <laughs> what, you know, got to 
do the things. Um, mm. It's a, it's definitely a test. And I think that's part of why I don't have a debit order. It's really like, mm. oh, okay, cool. I've got to decide that this is mm. what I want, the amount I want to give to God, but it's really out mm. of the, the overflow of my appreciation towards God. And it definitely mm. is. Some, he calls us towards generosity more than he calls us towards tithing, actually, mm-hmm. especially mm. in the New Testament. Mm. And so, yeah, even the whole idea of giving what you've decided in your heart it's actually Mm. it's a higher calling than a tithe it's like man like how can I if I believe that I've received much from God then what Mm. is the overflow of that what is my what do I feel compelled to do in light of what I've received from Christ and so if I don't feel like I've received a lot that's when the greed can creep in um, yeah and wanting to Mm. withhold and, and it's definitely true for my own life um, but mm. let's talk a bit about the industry you work in, consulting, yeah. finance, and, and working with mm-hmm. people, and maybe not even in the industry, in your different relationships. What have you mm-hmm. noticed about how people handle their finances? Good and so, bad. Yeah, so I feel like, you know, some of the things that I've learned. So, I, so I'm a CA, um, so I have a lot of... Um, like I studied with them. So I have a lot of CA friends that are, you know, yes. that are doing different things. Um, you know, so I guess there are people that people would expect would handle their finances well. Right. Yes. Um, but not, and I've seen that that's not always the case. I think what I've learned is that it doesn't matter how informed you are about money, mm. you know, in terms of how it works, savings, you know, um, yes. investments and all of that what you know about how to deal with money in a financially prudent way and in a responsible way, it doesn't actually, um, it doesn't mean that you're actually doing the right things. If that makes sense, you might know what to do, but it's actually not so much about what you know, but it's a lot about, you know, obviously your childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about, you know, if you're a Christian, you know, where you're at with God. Yes. There's so many other factors. So really what you know doesn't matter. Like it really yeah. it doesn't matter. So that's one thing. Um, I've learned that, like you said, people are, we're secretive about money, right? Like it's, I think mm. it's something that we are not comfortable discussing. Um, and I think a lot of it is because unfortunately as people, we equate how much money we have with our worth and our social standing you know what i mean so yes whether you you know maybe you're a high income earner like you kind of don't want people to know that because like there's stuff that comes around with that or you don't earn a lot and then you feel insecure you know so we kind of equate how much we have with our words so that's why we don't want to talk about it you know um and it's unfortunate because obviously like it's an area that especially as Christians, like God wants us to be open about all areas. And it's a really important area because, you know, the spiritual sort of links to it and everything like that. It's something that we should be talking about. So yes. yeah, we're not open. Uh, we equate our worth to it. What we know doesn't mean we actually handle finances properly. Um, I mm-hmm. think there's just, there's a lot of like debt and stuff. Like I think, you know, um, a lot of us struggle with with just being heavily indebted, living beyond our means, you know. Um, yes. So what when whenever you get an increase from work, you kind of step up your lifestyle, you know. Um, yes. Instead of maybe giving more, saving more, you spend more, you know. So yes. those are some of the things that yeah I've learned. Also, people like we just don't really budget enough, right? We don't track yeah. our finances enough. Like we don't yes. actually. A lot of people don't have a budget. 
you know so you don't even know what you're working with like how much do you spend on food a month how much do you spend expenses you know sense with what your income is you know um we just kind of bury our heads in the sand it's like okay live from paycheck to paycheck (laughs) you know i made it through the month yay a new salary came in yay you know exactly kind of move on without being intentional without really kind of being on top of it we just kind of just don't want to deal with it yes Yeah, I, I've had my years mm. of that mm. where it's just like, yay, I got through the month, yeah. <laughs> you know, and not tracking anything. It's mm. just things kind of, I go with the flow mm. um, and even just having a problem saying no, like, mm-hmm. actually, I can't go out, guys. I don't yes. have enough money or this money has been allocated to something else. And I've noticed that mm. not having that discipline um, in the past and even now there's areas where I'm like I really could exercise discipline I really should say no more often and mm. um, yeah it's a, it's definitely an area of growth but the other thing you mentioned was just this idea of we don't talk about our finances with one another mm. and if we're thinking yeah. of a church context as well it's like we, we definitely are talking about a lot of other things mm-hmm. um, our discipleship and sin but money just seems to be this thing where we're like, oh, don't go there. Mm. Um, and I, I recently had a conversation with a friend of mine um, who lives in the States. And we just spoke and we're like, man, we don't want to have areas of our lives that are untouched where we're not yeah. speaking about things. And so she was like, I'm going to start asking you about your finances from now on. And like my first thought was like, huh, what do you mean? <laughs> but at the same mm. time, I was like, it's, it's absolutely true. Like there shouldn't be yeah. areas that are I keep a secret um, and I shouldn't yeah. be afraid of being able to, and look, I don't think everybody should be asking me to see my budget, yes. but just among yeah. friends, like amongst close circles. Um, and especially even being single, I don't have a spouse. I'm like, there's no one that I'm taking care of or mm. that I'm accountable to other than God. So it's very mm. easy for me to kind of do whatever I want, but being able to have friends to talk about my finances, to be able to, um, get input from and not even just my friends people who are obviously further ahead in life i do think that's important and it's an area we've almost got to start calling each other higher in for sure and so what role and maybe we've touched on this a little bit but what Mm -hmm. role does self-awareness play in how we handle our finances because maybe there are lots of people who want to do better and then the month Mm. comes and they realize man i didn't do a great job at this so you know, mm-hmm. what things would you say, yeah, what role does self-awareness play and what things do I need to be aware of as I'm trying to figure out how to budget better and handle my finances better? Yeah, so I think self-awareness definitely is a huge, like it plays a huge role in just, you know, being able to better manage your money because it's understanding yourself. Like, how do you view money? What are your triggers? Like, are you the kind mm. of person who like, you know, something bad happens and, you know, you comfort yourself by spending, you know? Or are you, you know, do you kind of have the attitude that, you know, like if something good happens, then you deserve to kind of spoil yourself, you know, you just kind of need to understand like, what are your triggers, you know, um, you know, there's some people who are planners, organizers. So, you know, doing a Mm -hmm. budget will be, you know, an easy thing to do, you know, um, and other people Mm -hmm. who are just like, I guy, I don't have time for that. You know what I mean? So it's understanding, like, are you the kind of person who can easily put together a budget? 
or are you not you know um so yes. understanding what your strengths are what your weaknesses are i mean some people i think have the gift of giving you know mm-hmm. um i actually think it's a gift and other people are more challenged with that you know so yeah. it's it's understanding your weaknesses your strengths so that you can kind of um sort of equip yourself in the areas that you're weak in so you know you're not the kind of person maybe you don't even understand figures that much like you're just not a numbers person at all like maybe you need to um you know i find out from people are there any apps or whatever that are kind of easy to use that you can you know that you can use and and come up with a budget like figure out where your weaknesses are and then sort of support yourself in that you know um, so yes. that you can deal with your money. Because otherwise, if you don't, then you're just going to float from year to year, you know, month to month, year to year without actually getting on top of it. So self-awareness yeah. is critical, I would say. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the, the feeling is horrible. Like where you just, you want to do better, but if you're not planning to do better, mm. if you don't have the necessary tools um, and you don't understand how you, you know, even view money, then it just, it's a cycle. Mm. Um that we can keep perpetuating and so what are some of the tools that you would suggest you know someone looks into we've spoken a bit about budgets Mm -hmm. but are there other things that I could use uh, you know as I'm starting out Mm. um, resources that you know of right now so I mean okay so I just kind of want to I want to flesh out the budget thing because I think it's like sure it's sort of like and then I'll you know I'll sort of share other things that you can do but um definitely I mean look like I said, a lot of people don't have budgets, right? Or if they do, Mm. maybe it's a budget they did like five years ago. That's like (laughs) out of date. You know what I mean? Um, So I think having a current budget that is detailed. So it's, it's maybe Mm. taking your bank statement, right? Um, So, you know, getting um, a month's worth of transactions and like looking at what you spend money on, like doing an analysis, you know, so that you kind of have the right line items in there. Because you could have a budget that adds up. Like, you know, let's say your income is 10000 your expenses are like mm-hmm. 5000 you are tithing, you are giving, and it, it looks beautiful on yes. paper. But that's actually not what's happening. So I think to kind of go to sure. what are you actually doing now? Maybe there are things that you're leaving out, you know, um, yes. um, that are not in your, in your budget that need to be in there because actually you spend money on those things every single month. Like to kind of see... Yes. what the status quo is like where am I at right now you know what is the current reality of my situation um and then after yeah. you've got that is to say okay I need to make decisions to um cut this out or whatever maybe actually I don't need to have DSTV you know DSTV is like a thousand rands a month like if you've mm-hmm. got that premium bouquet you yeah. know um maybe actually I'm not even watching yes. this DSTV maybe I should just rather have Netflix it's a lot cheaper or whatever You know, obviously, as a Christian, like, you know, if you're not giving to God, like, that's something that needs to be addressed. And so it's understanding, okay, this is what my earnings are, you know, what can I cut out so that I make sure that I I, I give God what, you know, what, you know, I, I give to God sacrificially and generously, you know. Um, so definitely yes. the budget thing is, is important. Now, once you have a budget, like, it's one thing to have a budget, like, you figure out you've made decisions i need to cut this out blah 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 but now you need to check it and actually live according to that so i think the whole um you know being able to say no actually i can't go out because you know your budget and you know what you spent 
and you you don't have any more budget to mm-hmm. go out like it's done you know so you need to obviously track where you where you are and i think i mean i'm not trying to advertise at all for this app but it's really been very useful um i don't know if you've heard of 227 so this is in the south african context no. but i think um I don't okay. know if you can use it if you're outside the country. I think you can. I'm not sure. But it's called 22.7. So I think it's 22 and then okay. 7.co.za. And basically, you put in your okay. like um, your account. So let's say you've got you know um, two or three bank accounts, whatever. You put in like the details. And what it does is that the app like draws from, it reads like your bank statements on a daily basis. Okay. And then it like um, categorizes things and you can help it. Like, for example, if you go to engine, like it will say petrol. If you go to yeah. checkers, it'll say groceries, you know, gotcha. so it's really good where now you can actually then say, okay, I've got this budget. This is how I want to live. But what am I actually doing? And it can help you. There's graphs. You can, yes. you can do a whole lot of analysis. That's absolutely free, you know? Um, so that's a really good tool because you need to track it. And then once you're tracking and you see, okay, yes. you know, in that area, I said I'd spend a thousand rand, but actually I'm spending 2000. Then you can start making decisions that are, you know, to help you kind of get back on track. Mm-hmm. But I would say another thing, it, it's not exactly a tool, but I would definitely say um, if you want to be on track, right, you want to be on track to giving to God. I, and I get you like with yeah. you, I know you make you, you, you actually physically do it month um which is good yes. and i understand that completely but i can also understand if people yes. are like okay you know what i get paid on the 25th so on the 25th i'm going to set up a debit order for that day so that that sure. that money goes you know it goes so money yes. to god goes on the 25th um i've drawn up a budget and i figured out that i can save so much i can save two thousand rands a month gotcha. It's to have a debit order that takes out that money at the beginning of the month so that you actually don't get used to it. Yes. You know what I mean? And then whatever is left yes. in your account, you know that you've taken care of what you need to take care of in terms of the kingdom and you've taken care of your savings. Mm. And now you must just be strong with the rest, you know? Um, so I, <laughs> so yes. I definitely encourage that. And also another thing that I encourage is to really, and I know a lot of people have credit card debt and whatever, but I remember earlier on in my career, I had, um, so I bank with a specific bank that just used to give like hectic overdrafts, right? So there was a time where mm-hmm. the overdraft limit, and they kept increasing it. And I don't know if they ever even asked, you know, you know, if to increase it. <laughs> yeah. So then now there was a point where um, my overdraft was the same as my salary. So what would happen? And mm-hmm. I kept kind of overspending, overspending, um, to the point where like it would get to the cap and then my salary would come in and get me back to zero. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just, the cycle would begin again. And it was like a vicious cycle. And I was like, sure. no. So the one year I got a bonus and I was like, you know what? I'm going to put all this money into that. And I'm going to tell the bank to just, they must just reduce my limit to zero. I do not want to have any credit yes. facilities because this is not going to work because if right you you've you've tithed or you've given to god you've saved um and then you've got your your salary whatever's left and you've got this facility it's easy to overspend and like kind of go into negative yes. so if you just don't have that negative then you know that what's left in your account is yours none of it is debt 
um, and you must just be strong yes. with that amount, you know. So I would encourage people to like get rid of get rid of credit. Like you don't need credit, you know. I think the only credit that you need. Okay, yes. I can understand people needing to, um, you know, buy a car on credit and and buy a house. That's fine. But any other credit, yes. like whether it's clothing accounts, whether it's a credit card, get rid of it, you know, because it really doesn't help yes. in kind of in kind of uh, being prudent, whatever, a good steward of your money. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's such good points. Um, even this app you've just spoken about, because I'm in the process of trying to go through my different transactions because mm-hmm. I'm you literally define my whole life. I have this pretty nice looking mm-hmm. budget. But then there's some things I'm like completely unaware yes. of that I spend yes. money on. And so I want to go through what those things actually mm. are. If it's food, if it's entertainment kind of mm. things. But it sounds like this app will help kind it of will. pull that information for me as well. So that's definitely helpful. And I'll share that in the sh- show notes. But then, yeah, just even the idea of setting your debit orders for what you want to give mm-hmm. to God. Because then it's like, I don't have to think mm. about that. Like, it's out. It's there. Like, I'm not tempted to think that the money is available mm-hmm. to me if I have a debit order that goes off on the 25th or on the 30th or, or whatever. Mm. But then, yeah, lastly, just the idea of credit cards. Like, you, we don't need it. Mm. Um, and it's crazy because it's, I mean, a friend and I, and I were talking about FNB and how every time you log on your FNB app, there's like, you qualify for 100,000. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and it's like the wildest mm. thing. And if you're in a tight space or a vulnerable space, you could be tempted to, to, you know, get into debt for whatever reason. And so even just whatever credit does exist, get Mm. rid of it. Um, But then learning to live within your means. Um, Thank you so much, Fungai. I don't know if you had any last points you wanted to share, but I I honestly think this is really helpful. Mm. um, And I definitely will share uh, all these different tools with, with everyone who does listen to this podcast. But are there any final remarks that you would want to make um, as we end off the podcast. Yeah, so I think just the the one other, uh, you know, kind of final remark is, you know, as, you know, you're kind of, you're saving, you know, you're building up, um, you know, like a, sort of an emergency fund, whatever. I know they say that you should have at least three months salary, whatever. And you kind of want to build yes. up more than that, right? Because I, I would encourage people to start thinking about retirement, you know, um, and stuff and okay. kind of, have stuff in place to to take care of that in terms of investment so i mean look i'm not a financial advisor in any form but i would say like once you you've gotten rid of your credit card debt you don't have any unnecessary debt you've built up you know an emergency fund it's to now start to think of um you know where to invest you know and to kind of there's a lot of information and material out there but it's just something that you know people should start thinking about um in terms of like what do I do with my savings and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of options and you know depending on your age and all of that so to kind of look into that so I'd encourage people to to look into that as well yeah that's perfect thank you so much Fungai I appreciate you jumping on the podcast Um, yeah and just sharing your wisdom with us Hopefully this will be helpful to anyone who listens. If you do have any questions, um, I'll link my email. If you want to direct anything to Fungai, then I'll be able to forward it to her as well. But thanks again for your time. Um, yeah, and joining us on the Good Soul Podcast. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you, Val.